out. It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to a glorious week for they came to play. Is don't we love footy? Footy is the best. Hello, Danny McGinley. Hi, uh, Lemo. Yes, footy is the greatest sport ever. And do you just feel mm. we are the virus? Nature is healing. Things are going back to the way yes. they should be. Richmond and nice. Yes. What else do you need? Oh, oh, which reminds me. Hello, Tess. <laughs> Guys, football sucks. Who, who lobbied? What kind of big football lobbied to have bring it back? I mean, I was happy. I was watching the DVDs from 2017. I'd whip out 2019, even though it was, you know, relatively one-sided. I was working my way through the seasons and every loss was a lull because, of course, I knew we won the I knew how it ended. I'm not enjoying it. But I will say, Danny McGinley and Lemo, you both have been trolling me. You invited me to record this podcast and my name is Ninth, which I It is funny, but uh, last night Danny McGinley was on the tweets about Richmond being Ninth and George Megalogenis, great friend to me and Richmond, says, don't let him bully you, Tess. We were Ninth after 14 rounds last season, didn't lose another game. So technically... We're ninth after two games, but I'm still going three. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we've gone one, two, three, draw, win, draw, loss. It's very, I find that fun. I believe Swamp had a stat about that. I think it's the first time since 1911, maybe, that a team's gone one, one, one. Fun. See, history makers, even in our world. And um, I've only got the family, the Armstrong family derby this weekend where we play St Kilda who are probably going to be up and about because, you know, they were good and then they were bad again and then they were good and my dad played for St Kilda so I always kind of will them on. Well, yeah, Tess, you're right. I did tweet last night just pointing out that uh, the Richmond were ninth. I didn't I didn't take any merriment from it. I didn't, I didn't accuse them of anything. Uh, now, that, now that's bullshit. I just said, literally the tweet just said, public service announcement, Richmond are ninth. Yes. And do you think after two premierships and in the middle of, of a dynasty, yeah. do you reckon the Richmond supporters have grown a thick skin surely, and would enjoy a bit of merriment? Daddy, surely with the success of recent years, that would have just rolled off them like water off a duck's back. They would have had a giggle and go, oh, yeah, there we are, ninth, where we got two premiership cups. Yeah. Stuff you. Good on you, McGinley. Bit of, bit of fun there. No, nah, they are absolute <laughs> soaps. They, I just, I've been called a flog more times in the last 24 hours than I have in a long time. No premier should behave the way we're behaving. Like, we've bought this on ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you have indeed. Uh, Tess, I'm just looking at uh, Twitter here and the SBN oh. Breakfast Show this morning <laughs> put up the tweet, did the empty MCG play a role in Richmond's heavy defeat? I, get, I can only assume, you know, I hate to take these things out of context, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that was a, more of a comedy You'd hope so. chat topic. 
But then Martin Flanagan has retweeted it and replied with, did a sense of life's essential emptiness have an effect on Tom Lynch's goal kicking in Richmond? <laughs> <laughs> defeat. Oh, man. That is gold. Also, it was an empty MCG in round one when we won, an empty MCG last week when we drew. I mean, you can't. Whatever's going on. Yeah. Do you, I, I, think, I think Martin Flanagan's tweet there is actually a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Let's chat about Hawthorne and, yeah. and Richmond, the, the Lehman-Armstrong derby. I've got it now. I've made some notes here, Tess. I've just gone through the game possession by possession from the first <laughs> bet. So uh, strap yourself in. Get a cup of tea and away we go. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get my point out of the way uh, so you two can to yeah, know each sure, other. Uh, sure. I did notice at one stage Tom Mitchell... Uh, had blue and red sort of ink all yes. over him. And I, I just want to ask you, Anthony Lee, yeah. is, that a, is that a malfunction of that robot? Oh. Is, that, is, he, is it like <laughs> in Alien, how the robots bleed white? Does he, yeah. bleed, red, does he bleed blue? Yeah, very funny. And if you're new to the podcast, this is just Danny McGinley <laughs> continuing to push his uh, theory that Tom Mitchell is a robot. Is an android created by Alistair Clarkson. <laughs> yes. And- Pro-robot agenda. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Hawthorne cybernetics wing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've also now dragged Jonathan Patton into. I thought, oh, like, isn't he meant to be injured and unwell and inconsistent? And then all of a sudden he goes to Hawthorne and he embarrasses the time. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, but did John Patton have that bigger game? I mean. In and around everything. It's his lumbering presence. The distraction. He had seven possessions. Well, his presence was a distraction for my team. You know who had an unusually quiet night was Daniel Rioli, to the point where I was watching it with a mate of mine around here, Adam Rosenberg, and Rosie said at the start of the second quarter, why is Daniel Rioli not playing? Was he a late yeah. withdrawal? He's had a number of very quiet. Six possessions, Rioli. This, yes. is, this is good. Um, as you know, For anyone who's new to the show, I've also been pushing a Rioli equalisation agenda. Yeah. So I think we should be either every team gets a Rioli or no team gets a Rioli. Well, I'd like to raise something with the two of you, right? Um. As you know, how in my in my normal work life, I'm what they what some people would call an, an actual journalist. But I uh, on on Thursday night, I was thinking, what the hell is going on? It's all the special source stuff. So there's two theories I'm working on. What we'll talk about Hawthorne in a minute, I guess. There's two theories I'm working on. The first one is that the whole philosophy of Richmond's premierships was like togetherness, like they're always together, they're always socialising together, they're always training together, blah, 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 and they haven't been able to do that. They're not allowed to train all together as a group. And so the connection thing is gone, and I feel like that's actually a valid scenario. The second one is that last year uh, Sydney Stack came into the team and even when he had quiet games, he was always doing something. He had like a a presence, an X factor that was so exciting and he didn't really know what he was going to do and, then he started dating Monique Conti, right? One of our, our best AFLW player. Treacherous harlot that she is. Left Danny's dogs to come to the Tigers. Now, Sydney's second month. Horrible, horrible person. I hope they don't breed. <laughs> wow. They were, during the AFLW season, a very loving couple. And you know how young people, when they're in relationships, it's like very public. But they went on the news to talk about how in love they were and 
They had kissing emojis in each other's bios on Instagram about, you know, how much they love each other and whatever. Very cute and beautiful couple. I'm feeling sick. <laughs> how is that going to fall in love with someone who doesn't have a soul? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> so Thursday night I thought, what's wrong with Sydney Stack? He's not right. And I thought, I'm just going to have a little check. Checked Instagram, no photos of her. He's, she's out of his bio. There's no reference to her. Oh. They've had a split ski, and that, I think, has destroyed our club. Tess, qu- question without notice. <laughs> you know when you get your injury lists uh, in the paper on the <laughs> AFL website, has anyone ever been out with a broken heart? <laughs> well, they should probably take Sydney out with a broken heart and also bring back Nank. But that's all I've got to say yeah. about that. Do you think that the Hawthorne players get cross that every time they win, it's only for Alistair Clarkson's fault? <laughs> yeah, I thought, uh, but what was obvious to me watching Thursday night, Danny, I don't know how you feel about this, no Dusty, no Richmond. Absolutely. I mean, that is a one, that club is about one player. Yeah. And yeah. the rest of it's like, it's like the balls without Jordan. I mean, if yeah. Dusty's not there, they just crumble. Yeah, they go um, from Harlem Globetrotters to Washington Generals to, yeah, in, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And um, that must be concerning for you, Tess, that you actually all, everything in Richmond relies on one player. Look, I'm not going to buy into this nonsense, but also it would be concerning if Dusty ever took more than one week off in like. So I feel like whatever, because when he comes back, will we win the rest of the year and then still win the premiership? And everybody would be made better by having the best player that's ever played in the whole league on their team. Well, Lee Matthews retired years ago. So... (laughs) He's a bit old now. I, I do. I do like uh, Dusty's new nickname, though. We'll all, we're going to be always be calling him the Basket uh, because that's where you've put all your eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to put all my eggs in the Brownlow Medal, Jewel Norm Smith Medalist camp. I'm not, whatever. And if he brings, maybe it's his cheery and enthusiastic demeanour that is the real special source. And so maybe someone else can take up that mantle. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, no, you've, he's your only player. So. <laughs> You'll go nowhere without Dusty. <laughs> he's 28. I think he's about to retire. I think the, the whole Richmond Football Club is in deep trouble and probably be liquidated by the end of the decade. Yeah. I think they'll finish ninth this year. <laughs> Dusty will leave over the summer. And I think the club will get – I don't know if uh, an organisation can contract coronavirus, but I think <laughs> the Richmond Football Club will get coronavirus. <laughs> Just let's, I mean, no, we're going to talk about Essendon in a bit, but let's just leave <laughs> Richmond's corona story out of this for now. Uh, leave oh. our nostrils out of it. And let's see what happens next week when Dusty returns. All right, but uh, I, was, uh, I was very happy with the Hawks. It's nice to win on a Thursday night and just spend the weekend being a winner a long yeah. weekend. And on the flip side, yes, it must be horrible to spend the weekend watching your club just crawl out of the eight into ninth spot. No, because everyone else loses in more embarrassing ways before the weekend is over. And so, like, it's actually the best time to lose on a Thursday night, bin night. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take out the trash, which is everybody's dream. And then everyone talks about Adelaide, which I intend to do as well. Uh, well, let's let's work our way through the game. Oh, so what's next? What's let's next? step out of... Uh, Thursday night into Friday Ooh. night. Oh, yeah. what? What do I see here? A pathetic 
GWS Giants. <laughs> Four goals, nine. So here's a little stat for you, not from Swamp or Josh Kay, uh, but from me. GWS's last four games, yeah. right? Goals in the first quarter, one, six, one, one. Wow. Grand, so that's grand final in rounds one, two, three. Uh, they are slow out of the blocks. Mm. They are, I reckon they're, they're a bit psychologically scarred from the, the grand final loss. That is always going to have an effect on you yes. to, be, to be thumped that publicly and uh, comprehensively. Uh, they, all they cared about, though, was belting the bond. It was weird, wasn't it? I thought it was, it was very strange. I put this to both of you. Do you reckon without crowds, players are smiling more in fights? <laughs> they are. It's almost like they're realising how ridiculous it is because you can't actually throw a punch or anything. So yeah. you're grabbing a bloke's jumper and, and they're, they're giving it a bit of back and forth and then they're both smiling going, this is ridiculous. I get maybe the crowd noise kind of gives you some justification for the fight or gives you some motivation. But with no crowd noise, they're like, oh. This is dumb. Yeah, Bont was shooting. smiling the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I noticed with the Giants, the only time they really started going quite hard on it was when Liver had that set shot at the end of the third quarter. Because it's yeah. like they were waiting. They knew Liver couldn't join in the melee because he had to take his kick. So yeah. it's like they were waiting. It's like, oh, here's our chance. He's not going to hurt us. <laughs> it was amazing to send Haynes in. Like, it started by sending him into the, into the coin toss with the Bont. He wasn't captain, was he? No, he wasn't captain, and, and he was just, and he wasn't his tagger either. So, like De Boer was his tagger. De Boer was tagging him. Yeah. So it, it just seemed odd. It was great. I was like, this is entertainment. Like when they talked about why they wanted to bring footy back, was like part whatever footy, and then the other part was like to keep us all entertained. And sending in the like victim of a crime to confront his aggressor. <laughs> I was like, this is, I would pay money. It was very Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> I did love that Channel 7 uh, actually, you know, they're, they're, they're in financial trouble. They need all the ads they can get. They need a lot of high-scoring games so they can keep showing that McDonald's ad with the pickles and the ice cream or that nab ad where uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was so seasick I had to stay underground. We need more ads, people. Buy some advertising <laughs> space. Uh, but anyway, they held up the ads just in, so they could show more fights. Oh, <laughs> so you can hear BT saying, we, we need to go to an ad, but just keep the cameras on them, <laughs> on the spot fires. Oh, it was uh, it was just a joy. It was and brilliant. Mason Cox, did you see the tweet he put out? He did, yeah. Uh, where he said... Uh, this Biffo is great, good for the game. Let's keep it in there. Yeah, fans Pat, love it. Pat McAfee, who we're all loving, uh, his him falling in love with the game. Yes, and he, he uh, for some reason, Dogs Giants wasn't broadcast in America, and he was he was really angry. He wanted to oh, see the fights. Right? Yeah. Well, I must say though, there's nothing more basic than someone from overseas being like, "I'm going to go into this game. Who am I going to barrack for?" The most boring, obvious choice. Like, choose a different team. Choose Port or something. Uh, Don't choose Port. Well, no, it's because of Mason, though, that he's... Because of Mason Cox. He's the stuff, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in a good mood. And I hate when people are like, oh, I'm so interested. I want to buy tickets to the most famous club. I'm like, no, that's boring. That's a boring choice. Sorry. (laughs) But, Pat, you can... Stay in the US. Well, I reckon if, if they'd shown Dogs Giants uh, over in America, I think Pat would have changed his allegiances over to us. Just for how can you not love Aaron Norton getting his two jumpers ripped so badly he had to wear Lockie Young's jumper for the last quarter? 
Yeah, we're number four. <laughs> oh, yeah, did too, yes. <laughs> that is peak Bulldogs, yeah. Giants. Also, no Toby Green, no Giants. Yeah. Well, what are our no Toby there? Green, no no Kelly. It, we had no excuses no, not to win. No Whitfield, yeah. who I had in my super coach and scored a total of four points. Yeah. It was not a good super coach selection this week, Whitfield. That was when he went down. I thought, yeah, they're, they're screwed tonight. I did also have – I had to watch the show alone because I'd had a COVID test and I was isolating. Oh, yes. Uh, and then got got the text halfway through the game saying I was negative and I wanted to go out to get into the pub, but uh, I didn't. But so I was I was there alone. And, you know, it's always when there's no one else around that you come up with the best line. Uh, right. And I said something – if I'd been in a pub, this would have killed it. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. at the end where Bailey Dale had a – it started the last quarter, Bailey Dale had an easy shot – from uh, like five meters out, but yeah. his his foot took a divot in the oh, yes. in yeah, the grass, yeah, yeah. and he, he put up a bunch of soil, and it went straight to yeah. the fullback. Well, I yelled out just in my own home to myself, "Dale dug a hole. It's filling with water <laughs> from the castle." It's very it's, it, trust me, it's very funny. <laughs> Dale dug a hole. I was trying to turn it into a meme, but there's no there's not enough castle memes on there. Oh yeah, and then I wanted to put at the end, uh, you know, that line from the castle where they've won the case, and Daryl says to the other lawyers, "Oh, bad luck, you dickhead." Oh, I, I wanted to send that to GWS. Bad luck, <laughs> you dickheads. Uh, but I did. I did love the bit. So is, so is Leon Cameron in the rooms beforehand, and does he say, "Guys, go out there." Yeah, get get it. That's how is we that a specific instruction? That's early giant stuff. When they were no good, when they first started, you know, and everyone was bullying them. Essentially, part of the philosophy was: remember, they used to biff all the time. The young, the young bucks, and part of it was essentially to like get confidence up in, and not let people get them down. And so I felt like they were just going back to the way they used to do things, which I kind of rated. I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty good. They've had a pretty flat couple of weeks. They're going to play interstate on a ground they probably, you know, don't often play at. I kind of thought it was fun. I, I bloody loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a great game of footy. I've rewatched it twice. It was it's just. Have you rewatched it twice? I've rewatched it twice. Um, yeah. I remember rewatching games. They were good. <laughs> I watched when, it again. When you're rewatching it, yeah. What's everyone else in your house doing? Uh, well, yeah, the first one I rewatched it with my son because he didn't get to watch it because you know, it was after okay, his bedtime, yeah, so we yeah. watched it and then. So that was the next morning. That was the next morning. Yeah. And then I, w- I went round to a mate's place uh, yesterday and in between the Adelaide game and the um, Port Frio game, yeah. there was just nothing on KO. So I went, hey, he's a Bulldogs fan as well. I just went, hey, mate, let's, uh, <laughs> let's have a look. And so we watched, uh, watched the, you know, we didn't watch all of it, but we watched uh, yeah, yeah. Some, some good highlights. And also, I might add, last week on the pod, we discussed, I said, innocently, I might add, it wasn't loaded, but why didn't Libba play? To which you told me that he just wasn't picked. Maybe just pick Libba and maybe just pick your other premiership heroes to play in your team and you might win. Toby McLean, yeah. Isn't it amazing that you, if you pick players who have won a flag that we generally tend to play better? I Actually, I have a theory that Bevo yeah. tanked the first two rounds just so we could stick it up the Giants. Oh, right, this is kind of long game. So he's, he's a master tactician. Uh, so good job, Western Bulldogs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, the Saturday games. We started with North Melbourne versus Sydney. And do you know else? I'm surprised that Twitter didn't explode with the irony of Daniel Andrews announcing more lockdowns during a North Melbourne game. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, got beaten by the swab. Actually, this was pretty close, it this game, wasn't it? I did watch this one. 
they have quite a good competition. Like a couple of years ago, I remember when everyone in the world, remember when there was other dramas in football, not just like the existential crisis of the world. But anyway, a couple of years ago, <coughs> low scoring was an issue. And I remember Sydney versus North Melbourne happened and they scored like a, a thousand points each. It was like a million goals. And it was so exciting. And last year, I'm pretty sure they had a good game too. Like they, they match up quite well on each other. Um, mm. And poor old North. Last week I went too hard. I didn't add a question mark when I said North are good. Well, who are the oh. who are North playing this week? Playing Hawthorne. Oh, Limo, I'm going to do your paper, my friend. Yeah. yeah, North North are good. North are good. This was an admiration. Yeah. North no. are good. There North you go. That's are, just for you, mate. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Well, well, lock that one down as a uh, as a win. I think North Melbourne fans would have been freaked out if they were consistent. Yeah. <laughs> So the Swans are overachieving, aren't they? They're not meant to be seventh on the ladder. I called it last week. This is their rebuild. It only, a Swans rebuild oh, yeah. takes about 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a kid home. <laughs> and memories of the 1998 grand final with North Melbourne's goal kicking, three goals, nine and a half time. It was weird. I think they, I think they kicked 722 in that grand final, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty sounds accurate. And I've got a moment now for weirdest moment of the year. During this oh, yeah. game, did you guys? Yeah. Have you guys noticed uh, for the last uh, year and a half with uh, the coaches holding up cards? Yes, on the, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah. North Melbourne held up a picture of a bee, <laughs> like a, a bumblebee with a stinger, and and I would love to know what that means. Is right. it like a Muhammad Ali thing? Well, there's no butterfly. Sting like a bee. Perhaps there's is one player the designated queen, and they've got a <laughs> they've got to feed him royal jelly. They've got, to feed, they've got to feed that player as they all become worker bees. Get Ben Brown, the queen. Um, you all feed him the ball. Yes, and Ben Brown is queen bee. I think this is the only context where you can call a, a footy player the designated queen, and it's queen <laughs> bee, queen. Ben Brown. Ah, oh, Ben Brown is Queen yeah. B. Oh, there we go. I think we've uncovered something They're here. Still lost, but I'm glad that we've worked it out. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do that each week. They'll just have put up different animals. That would be fun for their. You know, they put up a bear if they want to slow mm. it down. Because bears are slow. Or? Bear, well, bear market in bear. the stock market is a slow, oh, a slow market. They want to run through yeah, bins yeah. in the woods. You know that kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thieve and thieve honey. Yeah. Since we're saying it was uh, no Dusty, no Richmond, no Green, no GWS, and no Cunnington, no North Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Country Cun. There's nothing. Sorry, Tess? I said Country Cun. Oh. <laughs> we're going to have to put an explicit language warning on this episode. Careful. <laughs> what picture do you think they've got that hold up on the, on the bench when they have to do Cunnington? <laughs> <laughs> they also have a player called Aiden Boner, so it could oh, be weird. That's an eggplant emoji. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, our oh, boner's coming on. <laughs> uh, 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 boner into brown. <laughs> boner into Billington. Uh, well. Tess, we'll let Danny work on a banner for North Melbourne that incorporates <laughs> Cunnington and an emoji banner. It's like a hieroglyphics. <laughs> like it's amazing. I hope that's a new detective show on the ABC, Cunnington and Boner, and they they're private investigators, but everything's a double entendre. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just can't imagine Ben Cunnington doing jaunty comedy. It just doesn't seem like jaunty detective no. commentary. It just doesn't seem like his bag. Hey, uh, so what about the MCG oh. um, on a Saturday afternoon? Hot pies. Did oh. anyone even pay attention to this game because we were just all going, so it, someone from Essendon has, has tested positive to COVID-19? It was really weird because the first game, of course, we were all waiting for Gillen to speak, but you had to wait until the uh, Swans-North Melbourne game was over. I was expecting Gillen to interrupt the North game because I'm pretty sure Gillen's not even aware that North Melbourne Football Club exists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Is there football on? (laughs) But also, like, the Saints are likely thrilled that uh, everybody was distracted by um, coronavirus while they were playing because they really were disappointing. Compared to last week, that was so good. They always fire up against us. It's really annoying. Uh, yeah, they were great. And the, but uh, you know, are the pies? I mean, Richmond clearly flag favourites still <laughs> by the length of the straight. Yeah, I mean, it's their premiership to lose. But would Collingwood be second favourites now? Do we think? Do you know what I'm gunning for in this year is Port Adelaide v Collingwood in a grand final, and they both get to wear. That would be like, brilliant. I would love <laughs> that. You, you know what I would love for now. Obviously, they can't wear black and white stripes if they play Collingwood. But wouldn't you just love them to just put on the prison bar and run out, or run out. or they they beat Collingwood wearing their their teal V's, yes. and then they, as the siren goes, they all rip off their oh, and got and put on bar. prison bars. Oh yes! Woo. So all the photos of them holding up the cup yeah. is in prison in bars. prison bars. Yes, that's awesome. I'm I I want that to happen. So I I feel like. The the pies do look really good, but who knows? I mean, it's so random. Like they played us, we were terrible, and then they played St Kilda, and St Kilda were good, but like who knows how good? You know, I just you need a couple more weeks in this wacky world to get a real. Yeah, oh. it's going to be topsy turvy world for a little while. Hey, is uh, Tess is still side bottom the most underrated player in the competition? <laughs> I feel like everyone, everyone says, "Oh yeah, he's good." No, he's really. But good. he's like he's just such a dominant. Player, and I don't feel like he gets the love. Do you know, even my three-year-old noticed how good he was because she said to me, "Dad, you're playing very well." Because he's got he's bald with the beard. Like oh, me. Uh, <laughs> she yeah, went, "That's right. you." High, high praise. You are good at football, Danny. But I feel like underrated means that you're underrated. Well, I mean, Samantha, but like. <laughs> I feel like it means that the other teams don't rate you, whereas I feel like every team, every coach knows it's still side bottom is amazing. Like, and every club would despair having to come up against him. So I feel like he's like respected by the circles that would matter, but he's not as flashy as some of the other players. He's like Ben Cunnington when when he doesn't play, obviously noted. Yeah. Like when he's when he's off, the whole team's off. No side yeah. bottom. No, Collingwood. Uh, and who was missing from St Kilda's side on the weekend? Um, their spirit. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, I think uh, St Kilda are done for the year. I think we can write them off. I think they're terrible. Whoever's playing them next week will definitely win. Who is that? Oh, yeah. Richmond. Oh, Richmond. Oh, oh. Shut your back. They actually do so well against us. They've always, they always play well against us. So let's just – I may be away next weekend. Just taking a trip. Not that I'm glad <laughs> Not that we can go anywhere, but I may just be away from the television. Um, but I think how good is Max King? Even though they were a bit less impressive than last week, he is so he is like a rock star, and so is his brother. They're my new yeah. the best new brothers we've had in a long time. It's very exciting. Uh, they are going to be a couple of superstars. But as I've always said, 
uh, no Jaron Geary, no St Kilda. <laughs> so they cannot get the job done without him. Uh, so are Collingwood really good or, uh, as I hope, are they just peaking far too early? I think they're peaking too early. Yeah. Yeah. They put all their... <laughs> Look at our defence mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> who knows if it's too early because who knows if the season will get stopped again. Like, they're peaking, but... Tess, do we know officially how many games makes it a season? Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's 17 rounds, but who knows what that would look like because I don't understand... Like when I suppose what they might do is after the first four scheduled games have a bye round maybe and then no, have no bye rounds. <laughs> I can't deal with the time without footy. <laughs> have Essendon play Melbourne as a makeup game in that round. I don't but I don't understand really it's the first I know this sounds extremely dumb because everybody else has been saying this for a long time, but it wasn't really until this weekend that I started to genuinely think about how weird like how, what a write-off season it is. Like it's just so, if one thing. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, as soon as Richmond start losing, it's wow. the asterisk it's amazing, season. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. interesting. And yeah, I thought, but... It doesn't even matter. Actually, it'd be better to lose all the games this year because it's such a weird, weird year. <laughs> hey, Tess, I've just, I've just remembered. We'll get to Connor McKenna in a sec, by the way. Um, do you have something against uh, asylum seekers or refugees? <laughs> Um, I, I'm so nervous about where this is going. <laughs> it's just, it's just that, I mean, Danny and I were at the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre on Saturday morning, yeah. uh, manning the phones for World Refugee Day as part of their telephone. Um, how much do you raise, Lima? And, how many donations do you get? Oh, it took loads over the hour, thousands. Yeah, yeah. Now, you would have been the same. I yeah, imagine. yeah. I, I was hoping to get more than you. I think I got about five grand in total. Yeah, right. So. No, but very, very satisfying to be able Absolutely. to give up your time. What an honour. For a fantastic cause like they're helping out some of society's most vulnerable people. Yeah. Um, but we were missing a team member. Yeah. There, there was a phone that kept <laughs> ringing, but never yeah, answered. No one answering it. <laughs> and they kept saying, that's Tess's chair. She'll be here soon. <laughs> um, I have no comment. I'm not allowed to make political or any any kind of comment. I'm actually not allowed to speak at all because of the <laughs> situation. So uh, good on um, you too. You did a really good thing. And um, my phone remained silent, so you must have had the wrong number. That's all right. We'll get all you right. there next year. We'll get you next test. year. But I, I will, I'm glad you brought up the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre yes. fundraiser, uh, Limo, because mm. I did well, – the second call I got was from a lady uh, named Patricia. Yes. And, uh, and she, she said uh, – sorry, who am I speaking to? I said, oh, this is Danny McKenna. And she goes, oh, the Bulldogs guy. Hey, how good was last night's win? And I went, yeah, it was oh, brilliant. Right. We chatted about footy. And I said, who do you support? She goes, oh, Carlton. And I went, we play, and you know, we're playing Geelong tonight at Cadinia. Uh, there's no hope. And I went, how much are you donating, Patricia? And she went, I'm going to give a hundred bucks. I went, surely that's enough karma. <laughs> yes, will win tonight, and they did. So it's all because of Patricia. Oh, there we go, Patricia. Wow. So, Danny McGinley, not only were you best on ground playing for Collingwood. But you <laughs> helped to determine the result of the Carlton. Well, yeah, I mean, it was weird. If you watch that last quarter, Geelong could have iced it, could have won it like four oh. or five times. It kept missing. Yes. That's God. Yeah. Interfering. Yes. And who was loving the camera flipping up to Chris Scott <laughs> in, the, in the coach's box when they're behind? Oh, my God. 
my favourite bit of the uh, the Carlton Geelong game was that at the end when they were singing the the old Dark Navy Blues, uh, they still power rated Eddie Betts. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's his first first win back, and he looked outraged. He's like, "Now come on, I yeah, used to play here. Yeah, you know who I am." <laughs> and they also Gatorated uh, Mark Pitnett, who could end up being one of the recruits of the year. Yeah, oh, he played a handful of games for the Hawks, and the Hawks loved him and really rated him, but they just couldn't wasn't room with McAvoy and Segler. But he and a great super coach pickup. He was very cheap, and he's racking up some major points. Like Geelong have never valued a ruckman. A lot of Geelong people, including in my household, find that to be incredibly frustrating. And um, mm. luckily, we were actually out. I don't know if your partners are very um, into football. I, I know one nope. of them is not. But no. my, um, you know when you think, oh, I should probably look after your mental health. But anyway, it was very hard not to because at some point we were out for dinner on Saturday night <laughs> and my text group was going bananas with some Cup Carlton people who were pumped. And I thought, should I tell Sam that about Geelong losing to Carlton or should I be a decent person? But I was like, Sam, guess what? Your team just lost to Carlton by a point. Came home, watched the highlights in bed uh, with him next to me going, are you serious? But, um, was that your way of, like, getting him to, to sort of leave you alone? You know, <laughs> after, a, you know, whining and dining, Heath might have thought romance was on the cards and you went, well, I'm going to watch these. And he went, oh, that's a cold shower. It's the modern headache. Uh, your team lost a five points. I was thrilled that it was Eddie Betts and it was nice to see Patrick Dangefield go to Eddie Betts after the game, like, Legend of the game, awesome for him to be the star of the show. And someone, yeah, I don't know, heaps of people were tweeting about it, but like 20-plus years since you've won in Geelong, quite remarkable. Puts Hawthorne to shame from Uh, last week, I might say. but um, It really does, but I'll put this to both of you. Alistair Clarkson (laughs) in the post-match presser after we were flogged by Geelong said Geelong actually aren't that good. Controver- yeah. Controversial thing to say, but maybe Geelong uh, aren't that good. Geelong is great. Geelong okay. Geelong are too old. We all know that. So Geelong have um, Melbourne. Well, do they? Yeah, Geelong have Melbourne, I guess, next week. Oh, they do. Yeah. Um, Melbourne haven't tested positive to anything. Uh, yeah, they'll be <laughs> <laughs> I've just developed a theory in my own head. Okay. So Connor McKenna tests positive for coronavirus, yep. which means the Melbourne-Essendon game yep. was called off yesterday. Yep. And didn't ski season officially start <laughs> yesterday? Wasn't Hall Creek opened yesterday? Yes. <laughs> Someone at Melbourne has infected Connor McKenna <laughs> in an effort to get yesterday off so they could be up for day one of the ski season. Go back in time and tweet that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, would go ballistic. I hate it when I think of good tweets. Do you know my favourite <laughs> bit of the... A day too late. My favourite bit of Cat's Blues was uh, when Dwayne Russell uh, said that Cam Guthrie looked like the hermit from Life of Brian. Now, you, you remember the, the end of Life of Brian? Oh, Brian's that, running it, away from yes. the, the hordes and he, he steps on a guy's foot. He, ju- and, he jumps in a hole yeah. and steps on that guy's foot. And he goes, ouch, my foot. Oh, my God, I haven't spoken in 30 years and you've ruined my... And they go, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. But uh, uh, Dwayne Russell says, he looks like the hermit from Life of Brian. There's silence. And then Dutstall just says quietly, I hope someone gets that reference. <laughs> <laughs> 
We did Dwayne, and I thought it was uh, perfect. He does look like uh, that hermit. Funny. Uh, good gear. And uh, good gear, Carlton. They did their absolute level best to lose that game. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so nice. And to, and to have Eddie Betts kind of bookend it, two goals in the first quarter and then save the day at the end. Should we do we talk about this coronavirus situation? Yeah, well, hey, the hub on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, we're blind and uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we need to talk about how eagles should never have taken their children and wives. We discussed this last week. Yes, oh my god, did they learn nothing from the 1989 Ashes tour? (laughs) I mean. (laughs) <laughs> well, guys, uh, flipping between the two games, West Coast and uh, and the Carlton Geelong game, and but also on Seven Mate was one of my favourite terrible films, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. Oh. Now, if you don't know this I've film, I've never seen it. Oh, Lima, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, it right. is beyond awesomely terrible. It's fantastic. Like, it's, so this is post um... Da Vinci Code. It's Disney's Da Vinci Code. Oh, dear. So uh, Nicholas Cage plays a guy who's just very smart with puzzles, a bit MacGyverish. So there's a lot of... uh, So say he would just walk in here and go, uh, and it's all to do with the founding fathers of of America. So he'd just go, Tess, Tess Armstrong, Limo. Tess Armstrong was the maiden name of John Quincy Adams, the ninth president, and Limo is an anagram of Halom, which was his nickname. We need to go to Baltimore. Right. I, I have the, to see this film. That's the spoiler alert. That was the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but so then I, just because I was watching the Eagles, I had their new song in my head, and I realised West Coast <laughs> have actually foretold their bad season in their new song. Uh, so oh, then, hang on a sec. New song? They have a new song. It's uh, done by uh, Birds of Tokyo. Dif- different lyrics? Different lyrics. They still have the Where the Eagles chorus, but different verses, and oh. they predict 2020. Okay, let's have it. There we go. It begins with, the first word is pride. Pride oh. cometh before a fall. Okay. Pride is born of isolation. Oh. Our fortress built, we crossed the nation. So they they built up to stadium, but they had to go set up a hub in Queensland. Queensland. Well, yes. Our colours match the West Coast sky. Our colours match. Blue, depressed. (laughs) Oh, right. Our will to win will never die. Yeah, sure. Of course, your will to win, but you'll still lose. And then they go, we're the Eagles, the West Coast Eagles. We're here to show you why. Second verse. Oh, no. Go Here we on, go. Here we let go. me let me read them. I wrote this it down. is like I'm having that same feeling I had when I realised Dark Side of the Moon matched up to The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> we stick together through thick and thin. Mm. telling some madness. Uh, we grow as champions from within. We grow as champions. We're rebuilding. Our club knows it's more than winning. Just oh, running out. Yeah, we're going to lose here, oh, people. We know that. It's West Coast magic, and it's just beginning. It's just beginning. Saying it's a rebuild. Ah. They warned us. They war- They wow. did. They told us. So this. So they're going to have a different song each year, and each year they'll have little clues. I hope so. Oh. Yeah, and we'll need Cage to explain it all to us. <laughs> What's the name of that film again? National Treasure. National Treasure. And also, the song is like the Sorting Hat at the start of Harry Potter. <laughs> where it's predictions of the year. <laughs> Uh, very nice. Well, yeah, I felt very proud of myself when I realised this. You've you've really unlocked the code there. Uh, West Coast Eagles fifteenth. Now oh. I'd like to posit something to the two of you. Yeah. We took on Brisbane as the show's you know official second team yeah. because yeah. 
they were down and out, they were on the way up, they were from Queensland, you know, they needed all the help they could get. Should we ditch them and transition ourselves to Gold Coast? Because Brisbane are actually good and they're actually a threat to us now. So do you feel like we should maybe shuffle over to the Gold Coast Hunts? Ooh, this will be controversial yeah. with our Queensland listeners. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, in the same way that we shouldn't swap teams normally, I feel like I feel like sticking with Brisbane. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm happy. It's a democracy. I'm, but I'm a Chris Fagan, Grant Birchall, Luke Hodge lover. Well, Brandon Ellis has gone to the Gold Coast Suns, and I feel I feel affection for them. I'm not going to lie. So I'm happy to stick with the official second team if they came to play me, Brisbane. Yeah, Matty Rowell is so likable. The best. He's really great. He could have six Brownlow votes already. Yeah. Matty, in fact, in fact, he probably has got six Brownlow votes. I wonder, as a first-year player, oh, yeah, I'm a Brownlow. As a first-year player, ever won a, ever won a Brownlow? Oh, actually, Liber? No, he wasn't first-year. I got to no, take this for swamp. the seasons before. Yeah, let's, uh, let's stick with the Lions, I think, for now. And also... We'll just watch the Q clash the, as a side. The Scottish suitcase... Uh, was uh, best on ground, according to some. It's true. He's delight. Yeah, no, you're right. He's got a fun name, and he and he's a sport. I'll stick Macedonia. Fantastic names, as we've been saying for the whole length of this podcast. Brisbane are the best team on paper because they have the funnest names. They do. Uh, yeah, they have a super good amount of names. Lockie Neal is like a freak. He's the best. He's so much fun to watch. And like, at least for the Eagles, Nat Nick Nat was good. At least we've got that. He's the only one I really care for. Yeah, he was uh, he was great, and but as they say, Tess, uh, no Daniel Venables, no West Coast Eagles. So, <laughs> who were Geelong missing, by the way? Uh, uh, Geelong at Geelong, they always have for years, for years have said uh, no Stefan Onkombo, uh, <laughs> uh, no Nakaya Cockatoo, no Geelong. Yeah, that's actually uh, I'll back that in. There we go. Let's uh, well, let's move, should we move on to our. COVID test. Yeah. I've got something to play for you guys. It was pointed out to me after uh, the Demons-Bombers game was uh, called, you know, postponed. Yeah. Uh, eagle-eared listener, Jade from Bendigo, yes. pointed out that we predicted this. We predicted this. Let me just play your grab from last week. It, although 2020 is an upside-down time. So we've gone into the upside down. So maybe this is the year that Essendon breaks their drought because everything can happen. Well, they played Melbourne on Sunday and they should win that. How do you tip both teams to lose? We asked, how do you tip both teams to lose? You give one of them coronavirus. (laughs) That's excellent. We're amazing. (laughs) We're all over it. What a ripping result. Yeah. this, now, is, this is Jade who, who's uh, spoken to me on socials and says she listens to old episodes while she runs. Oh, so well, she's a mega fan. On you, Jade. Happy, happy jogging, Jade. How good was that game that we just won in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor McKenna, when you guys first heard this, for a while did you think the whole season was going to be cancelled? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't. Because I, because some of those rumours were, were coming through the whole season. No, but it, I, like I said before, it, it did make me think: How do you go go? How do we go on if Essendon can't play? Now, how do you kind of carry on with things as normal if two teams don't play this week? And then where do you make yeah. it up? And then how do you say that it was fair? And then 
it was it's tricky because people were so early judgmental about what Connor McKenna may or may not have done and broken the rules before they had any information about like that people were like he's pulled it back from Ireland. I'm sorry, he tragically Victoria, it's probably worse. But I think he followed all the protocols with his trip overseas. Yeah, he must have picked it up back here. I heard a rumour that um, Stephen Dank was seen at his house (laughs) during the week, so I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. And I believe as well on on Sunday the coronavirus reported that it had caught a dose of Essendon. I saw this great meme where it was just like, why is it always us about Essendon? I thought, you know, it is. There's such a controversial team. Even when there's a, a global pandemic, the only place for Essendon. I thought, oh. I loved, uh, I, I put out a tweet that uh, just uh, how much was Twitter about to explode, that of course it was Essendon that tested positive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course it had to be the funniest team uh, yeah, that could possibly <laughs> yes. be the one. I'll read you two tweets that came out in the same uh, minute, Lemo. Oh, yeah, please. This is a tweet from Mark Stevens at Channel 7. Oh, yes. Good yes. bloke. Uh, he just said, uh, he tweeted, male stronger regarding positive tests in AFL will be official at four. Careful not to name player until official. A Melbourne club game tomorrow could be impacted. Very measured okay. by Mark, by Steve-O. Sam McClure from Footy Classified. <laughs> Essendon's Conor McKenna has tested positive to COVID-19. <laughs> it's just a race to get it out, isn't it? Yeah. Is- to the bottom. But also, like, people are like, all right, the whole season's over, it's all over, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, maybe you just, like, hold your horses and just see. And also accept that you have no idea what will happen this season. Richmond may finish the season ninth, yeah. having just lost to Hawthorne, and I'd have to cop that. The Port Gold Coast Grand Final, we all knew yeah, yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> Played in Shanghai. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, what a dream that'd be! Port Gold Coast <laughs> oh in God. Shanghai, five thousand people at a sold-out stadium. Yeah, <laughs> Mad Monday at the wet market afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Wuhan Mad Monday. What about, so Gold Coast Suns and Adelaide, gee, what's going on at the Crows? Hey, how's, how did Hugh Greenwood go, by the way? Oh, my God. I So people may not have caught up on this, but Mark Prosciutto has been has had a bit to say in the last, you know, number of years. Uh, no, but he has had a bit to say in the last couple of weeks about why certain players left um left the Crows because they've, they've, they've lost a lot of players. Eddie Betts, not, you know, one... Sam Jacobs. Keith, Jake Lever. McGovern, like a lot. So Mark Trudeau essentially went through one by one and said, you know, this is why that 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 this player left the team. And he made some remarks about Hugh Greenwood um, essentially being, to paraphrase, old and slow. And um, Hugh Greenwood, this was a tweet that went out during the match yesterday by 7 AFL. Hugh Greenwood has one less clearance than the entire Adelaide team. Adelaide 7, Greenwood 6, and he tweeted that, tagged in Mark Rusciuto saying, if only I were younger and quicker <laughs> at Mark Rusciuto, yeah. which was super funny. I was like, this is awesome. To which response, like, so just say you're Mark Rusciuto. One choice you have is to not respond. That is a choice that you've got. But he chose the other, the other thing, which was to respond, to which he said, ha-ha, all good, enjoy the win, mate. 
By the way, if you were quicker and younger, you might have got more than 10 touches as well. Oh, mic drop. (laughs) Hugh, our good friend Hugh Greenwood, got back in touch. This is so funny to me. Anyway, Hugh tweets back, what a shock. Someone at the Crows more concerned about disposals than actual impact on the game. Who would have thought? I just thought this, this is like GWS and Bulldogs. Like I am all in and up for just public yeah. banter. During it's this fantastic. Time. And generally I'm uh, – Rashudo's copped a lot of flack this week and i got to disagree with the flack. I think this is great. I love yeah. a board member of the club treating the members like adults yeah. and giving them the reasons as to why decisions are made. I would love every club to do that. I would love my club to do that. And he was just honest about uh, those players and what the club thought they were worth and other clubs – Put a bigger value on them. Yeah, and that's just some people said it was mean, but they're saying these things behind closed doors. Just yeah, everyone just be a grown up about it. Yeah. Get on with it. They're also clearly wrong. Like that was another thing. Like to me, I love it too. Like I'm happy with honesty. But then it it has been pretty funny. Like McGovern's manager being like, "Well, that's not what happened." And then um, what's his name, Simon Goodwin, yeah, the- for on behalf of Jake Lever, being like, "You probably shouldn't come out and name." prices when that's not even the price that we paid for him and also like why are you even doing this and so part of it is also like Adelaide's done all these things they have acknowledged Marco Schroeder was good because he said you know we've made mistakes and we're trying to work it out blah 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 but then it's like someone tweeted before that since they let Eddie Betts go they've they've won one one is a strong word two wooden spoons like they've like they're completely capitulating on the field and so maybe until you like sort your out, sort out your own home, maybe don't get into Twitter wars with people that have left your club. No, I, I'm, I'm with Danny. I'm going the other way. I encourage all board members to start slagging off. Yes, opposition <laughs> players. Hey, uh, let's go to the and Gold Coast Suns. Just by the way, are looking good. Oh, awesome! So good. Like, and actually, a lot of those players, like the ones that are playing quite well, like Alex Fixton and. They've been good for a few years. They just haven't had it together. And like someone mentioned yesterday how when Stuart Drew first started, remember when they had to, um, by the way, when you, whenever you hear West Coast complain about having to isolate and move to their hub, Gold Coast had to move. And remember they had to play home games in Western Australia oh, yeah. because of the Commonwealth. They got kicked out of their own home and had to travel over to WA. And they were terrible, but they didn't really get any sympathy for being, you know, terrible at that time. So I was like, wow. How the tables have turned. Now they're the hosts and they're actually awesome. And Matt Rowell's got his tucked in pants. The fashion, <laughs> they came to play fashion choice of the week, yeah. I will say. Um, and it's just awesome. Good for footy. And Galgo sends a third on the ladder. As third. I predicted. As I was saying <laughs> all summer. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, okay, and the final game, Frio. Uh, Port Adelaide. Port v Frio. Big win by Port. Do you know they had never beaten Frio at this ground before? Where did they go? Where <laughs> at uh, Carrara. <laughs> Carrara, right. Frio have never beaten Port there. The, the curse continues. Yeah, they... <laughs> They'll get in there one day. It was so weird. It is so funny because they were. Like, it was like so late. It felt so late. It felt like I was watching football played overseas or something like that. It was like in Victoria, a very late evening watching the footy, watching two teams play in the pouring rain in Queensland late at night. I was like, what is happening? But it was a very entertaining start to the game. I like both of these teams. Like I want them and I feel like they always match up relatively well. But mm. oh, Charlie, 
Big Charlie Dixon, oh, up and about. He, he is indeed. Um, my man, Pal Pepper, uh, Pal- doing some Pal- nice work too. But those injuries, Tess, Rosie, kind of Rosie. And my beloved Dersma. Dersma, the hammy. On the But we'll, I mean, hopefully the season's postponed for a number, couple of more weeks and um, Dersma can get right. I mean, a two-week or like a three-week injury or something like that doesn't necessarily mean that in 2020. So why worry about things that haven't happened yet? He may be back just in time when everyone else gets back. Uh, fingers crossed. Who Port got next week? Port has uh, West Coast at Carrara, where they have never lost oh, to West Coast before. Lost. So and West Coast have never won there. They've never won. At, so <laughs> in I'm, fact, they've lost two games there. Yeah, now haven't they? It's so pretty. I'm, I'm, I think I'll be tipping Port. The, the West Coast curse. Hey Tess, do you know the the Port Adelaide Magpies in the SANFL? Yeah. What do you think their song is? Oh no. I don't know. Is it the Collingwood theme song? I no, don't know. No, I discovered this yesterday. Oh, I just you? I just went through all the SANFL songs with my son because, I don't know, we found it on YouTube and we were interested. Yeah. They literally have uh, Cheer, Cheer, the Black and the White, Honour the Name by Day and by Night. And they uh, they were singing it before South Melbourne. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's what I want to know. Who's got – who get these songs first? Because so, Central Bulldogs play Hawthorne songs. We're a happy team at Central. We're the mo- oh, mighty right, biting okay. dogs. Now, did you? And I learnt something on the weekend as well. Can you remember in the movie The Club? Yeah, Hawthorne sing the bulldog song. Do they? Yes, I got to rewatch that. But they do all this kind of bobbing up and down that you're meant to do uh, if you do the full version of yeah. the of the song. Because the the Sons of the Sea is the original song, yeah. bobbing up and down like this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, couple of <laughs> so there you go. That's some breaking some news. facts for you. SANFL theme songs. Go listen. It's like a parallel universe. See, I don't even remember that song. You're the you're the happy team at Westies. We're, We're the mighty fighting bloods. Team. Oh, right. Same as well. Yeah. Did yeah. you play for the Bloods, Lima? I didn't know this. I played for the Bloods, yes. How many games? In, in the SANFL? We're not well, no. I played, I played under 19s. Yeah. And won the best and fairest. Missed seven games this season, but whatever. I don't want to get bogged down on that. <laughs> uh, and I played a few reserves games that year, and then and then I just quit. Really? Because I was an idiot. Yeah, it's young. You, you could know. have been a West Adelaide legend. <laughs> could have could been a West Adelaide instead of this loser life you have yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had. I was there. Tony Modra and I were both from the same town in South Australia. So Mods and I kind of got there at the same time and had a similar work ethic. But Mods had about 50 times the talent of me. <laughs> so he went on to be a superstar. Yeah. And uh, I went and played for Adelaide University wow. in the Amma. Um, sliding door. Should West Adelaide become the they came to play at SANFL side? Uh, 100%. Yeah. All right, Tess, we're Bloods fans now. Get on, get on I've the always blood. wanted to say I'm a Bloods fan without having to go for Sydney. So I'm very much go. up for that. Can I put something out there um, in the spirit of predictions that we apparently are doing yeah. quite a good job of that? Um, the chief health officers of the state and country are talking about Essendon, right, essentially saying that if the AFL decides to carry on with the season as it is, Essendon will just have to field whatever team they can cobble together because they may or may not have been training differently to everyone else and putting all of the same line. You know, Conor McKenna's um, similar players all training together, so in which case they won't have any 
defenders. Anyway, whatever. Well, that'll all become revealed. But Dustin Fletcher tweeted and said, where do I sign up for a game? I might. (laughs) A couple of years ago when Essendon had their last scandal, they had to cobble together a team because they got suspended. So they had all these randos come and play um, for Essendon for one year. And so I feel like there might be a few freshy just just out of retirement people who might only have 10 games in them that could sign up to the Bombers and play for like the rest of the year. Just want to put it out there. That might be something that ends up happening. Luke Hodge. Hodgie. <laughs> for his third club. Uh, Joe Watson, come back. Maybe. Do, you know, do you remember uh, Ben Simmons tweeted the Bombers that he was keen on playing a season? Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons going to be playing AFL this year. Yeah, that it. Would there be we American go. Audience. That might oh, yeah. Happen. Anyway, that I'm would, just putting uh, it out, out there. I think that's going to happen. Hey, I reckon Pat McAfee would put his hand up. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd get it. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd fully support that decision as long as it doesn't matter for Collingwood. So, uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens there with the Bombers. Look, can we just cut the Bombers loose for the year and just have 17 teams? Um, of course, I'm fine with this, yeah. I reckon it's what they should do. If, ever, if a player tests positive, then your team's done for the year. <laughs> just get rid of them. I, 100%, Danny, in three days when a Hawthorne player tests positive, <laughs> Whatever. I mean, of course they'll be accepted. <laughs> I never said it. I never um, said it. Thanks for tuning in to They Came to Play. Uh, yeah. Hey, we should point out we're uh, back on Apple Podcasts. The, the, there's been uh, all fixed with our RSS feed, but we lost all our reviews. <laughs> And uh, ah. rating. So if you are, if you do have an iPhone or an iTunes account, please go and give us uh, five stars and uh, write something nice. That helps us get into the charts, and we get more yes. listeners, and uh, and we can feed our kids. So uh, that's, that's their right. futures in your hands. Indeed, uh, don't I can't have them going hungry because you didn't give us a review. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, get involved there. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week, Tess. Go the Tigers against the Mighty Saints. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you, Danny McGinley. Go dogs against the swans. Go Hawkers.